0: Welcome back to the Consequences Podcast with Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. I love not talking about myself. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, listen, (laughs) Paul and I have made a a three year habit out of rambling endlessly about whatever comes into our heads. So, excellent. Welcome to the the club.
1: Well, let's continue to talk about yourself a bit more, Ian, because let's (laughs) continue to dig into these these albums. Let me have a look at some of my favourite tracks. On Fly Away Home, I was particularly like the One to Blame, which is a kind of uh I don't know, a, the chorus is a, a um it sort of solidifies into a, a straightforwardy type of chorus, maybe, but the, the twisty verses I really like.
2: Yeah. I,
1: I don't I mean, I'm not even gonna compare it to anybody. I just like the song. They're I'm
2: really gonna. twisty, yeah. Interestingly, that one, musically speaking, is an old, a very old composition from when I was in school. You know, I got a guitar, my dad taught me my first few chords, and I was playing, started to play with other people a little bit, and I was writing songs. I just started um, straight away to write songs. And uh, that track was it, it, music, in terms of the composition, it's in, in, entirely the same as it was when I, 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 I guess I was 15, maybe. Um, and but it is really twisty turny and i think i was just looking for exciting sounds that would please my ear yes um but i would never write like that now because um even though my music is full of twists and turns it's a, in a very different way mm. um and um harmonically it's 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 very sort of disorientating um but i sort of quite liked it what happened was when when i decided i'd make my lockdown album. I th- I thought right, okay, well I need songs. Um, what do I have that's um, that's already there? And I went through my kind of catalog of songs. and thought, oh, Okay, I've got that. I've got these f- a few ideas here from back in really a long time ago. And I looked into what I could use from that. And and that one was just one where I thought, well, actually, I like those chords. And it w- what was weird was because it was nothing like what I do now. It felt like I was collaborating with somebody else. <laughs> so <laughs> it, feel, it feels like a co-write with my younger self. So that's an interesting one. The only bit I kept from the lyric was The One To Blame. I like the, t- I like the title... And I kept it where it is in the song, right. <clears throat> but I rewrote the, 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 the entire lyric. Um, uh, because the, the, uh, the 15-year-old lyrics weren't so good. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But
1: 15-year-old melodies can be good. I mean, we see this time and time again. You're probably aware that some of the successful songwriters occasionally write their, some of their biggest songs very, very early. Of which is which is interesting. Not, uh, Noddy Holder yeah. is a good example. The first song he wrote was the verse to no, the chorus to "Merry Christmas Everybody," mm-hmm. which I find. Oh. Yeah.
0: There's a nice uh,
1: earner. Which I find uh, absolutely fascinating. Written in 19- it's almost 19-
2: like He could have just stopped then. <laughs> I know, isn't isn't it amazing? And uh, Todd
1: Rungren, I think his first song was "Hello, It's Me." I think, and you get Kirsty McCall. Tougher with- girl.
0: Yeah, Surfer Girl, Brian. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: written in written in his head,
2: wasn't it? So yeah, I wrote this... it in my car without a piano or anything.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, it's Very like good. it's like Brian's in the room.
3: I uh, thought we'd surprise you today. Yeah.
0: I, I presume you're you penning some tunes as we speak, Ian. Are you are you putting together a, a non-lockdown album? <laughs> I
2: am. Well, the interesting thing with that with that record was that we did make it all remotely. Yes. Um, so, and, and it still came out really good. I think, um, despite it, it, the fact that w- there's no two people in the same room at any given point.
0: You can't tell it, it cause it's got that yeah. kind of that warmth. Everyone's breathing the same air. It feels like on this record. So yeah. It, it's, it's, well, it's a, it's a myself, great production job.
2: Myself and my producer Joe Webb, um, who's worked on both records with me, um, he. Uh, he and I got into a good rhythm doing the last one, so we knew how each other worked by the time we started that, and that's that's how it worked so well because yes, we 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 got we got very good at just sending each other uh, the next part of the puzzle, um, and and being fairly confident that that would work, mm. and it did. It just kept working, you know. So it, it got to a point with with Fly Away Home where we would just I'd make a very basic demo, send it to a drummer. And then we just build a track up by sending each other files. Worked really well in the end. So it's mostly myself and Joe. And um, Paul Stewart from The Feeling plays drums on it, as well as my friend Tim By and uh, Dominic Gounder. So there's three drummers on it. Okay. Um, Great, all all lovely players. Okay, and are you you working with the same chaps on on your new stuff? The new stuff, which hasn't got a a title, is actually older we interrupted the making of it to make the lockdown album Ah. because we wanted to do something it felt wrong to finish off something we'd started together um apart so we we ended up we've interrupted that project (laughs) with a whole different one so i'm coming back to it and i'm just listening to stuff and going okay well this is what we've got so far we've got i think two-thirds of an album there and we've got um some different musicians again uh We've got Donovan Hepburn on drums who plays in ELO with us and um and we've got um uh, a chap called Alex Toff who's another great drummer um playing on that that album. Um but yeah, unlike the f- the first uh, the first one Joe and I did together, Game Begins with the lights up th- these two are a lot more streamlined in terms of we know how we're making it. It's quite. It's quite simple to do. Okay. Um, and um, we we haven't got a cast of thousands. It's it's a little bit more. You know, keeping it fairly simple. Okay. So no no Sophie Ellis Bexters or or anyone. that? Right. Like- no, it's it's not guests to go go. But it, it, I mean, it was lovely to do that on on that on that other album. And, and like you said, it's a more expan that that record. Game begins with the lights out. Is a is a more expansive kind of. Uh, record with lots of different
0: feels on it And yeah really exactly it's more too. of a sheet music kind of vibe isn't it I yeah. think
1: T- yeah. talking of feels on the album Pictures of Past which is yeah. possibly my favourite track from it which was uh, that That's Yourself Dan Gillespie-Sales and Kieran Jeremiah <laughs>
2: Kieran, Kieran plays the songs, by the way. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was it deliberate, CSN? Because it sounds like it's. Yes. A, right. Okay. And who's who's singing the Crosby part in the middle? Was that you, or
2: how was it? How do you apportion the parts? <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle. Uh, right. So you are singing the Crosby part. Uh, no, no. I'm no. I'm Nash. Uh, Dan's in the middle, uh, and Kieran's on the bottom. Yeah.
1: It's a beautiful um, song. And th-
2: but th- it, uh, we recorded it live around a mic. So there's three voices on a mic. Uh, it, and it
0: does have that kind of that yeah. real real purity. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: that's what we were going for. And then we tr- tracked it. So there is there are parts where you have another three voices come in. Mm. Mm. Um, so we used techniques that they d- used. Uh, I mean, mostly the CSN stuff, they, would, they tracked everything, didn't they? They doubled it all. But they did, I believe, sing around... Uh, if not one mic, then they sung at the same time. Certainly, I, I think they sung around one mic when they used to do it.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I I hear tinges of Neil Young's voice in there, uh, in, in your tune. Or is that okay, my imagination? Is that
2: my imagination? I'm definitely not going for Neil Young. Right. 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 Oh, Dan is has slightly more twang on that song, I would say than than I do. Um, yeah. But yes. It, but yeah. There, there's there's, it's obviously a CSN thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures of
3: past never true but always bright Come the darkness come
2: If, if I'm left to my own devices, I can be very pastichey and I need to be careful about that. But, <laughs> I lo- but, I, but if, when I fall in love with the sound of a band, I find it irresistible to want to recreate that sound, you know? Yeah. Um, but Joe Webb is very good at, at um, stopping me from going too far down the rabbit hole. And so, um, yes, although that, that is very much a the Seals and Nash thing. Um, there are other production elements uh, that come in that, that, change it up a bit and then in the context of the album it i think it works because it's it's a moment of having this different sound um but before then we get into any other way and say the word where it kind of takes off again
0: yes yes absolutely
2: um, a moment of repose yes yeah because
1: that doesn't that come straight after diff- different places on the album yes yeah. so you're probably your most stylistically different maybe i mean that right. But that nashville sound that was a beautiful duet without well the road was straight but we still got lost we could negotiate our way through this but at what...
2: is, it, yeah. again,
1: is, it, is that is that a co write or is that your yeah. song co-write a co-write
2: okay and uh yeah that's the only thing we've written but I I really love it I, I, mm. and uh, I love the things that Anna brought to that that I, again I couldn't I could never have come up with you know you that's the best thing about collaborating is finding those bits in other people that, that, that will they complete a picture or in the, in the case of Anna she, she I remember her saying right that line you know we we had it, nearly all of it there and then she was like we still haven't quite got that line second line of the chorus or whatever and Mm -hmm. I was like yeah but we'll figure it out and I'll see I'll see you soon and then she was like no you're not going anywhere we got to finish this Mm -hmm. and that was good because it it was like oh yeah it's good to be disciplined and and sure enough you know we we worked really hard on this one line and then by the time we'd finished it but when we got it we were like oh it was worth it yeah, yeah and, and I actually f- strangely enough somebody heard heard us sing it at, at a pub in North London myself and Anna and said i uh, said to me afterwards I love that line and I actually quote the one that we we struggled to come up with you know <laughs> um t- t- two two wheels coming off a straight line yeah great. yeah so it, yeah it was just it's just yeah you, you learn so much from
0: writing with other people I love what you've done with Sophia ellis Bexter on this uh, record, and especially yeah. Running Away. I, yeah. It's got an infectious melody, it's quirky. I, yeah. Am, something in my head tells me I've heard it on the radio loads, or am, am I imagining that? There's something no, extremely commercial have, about it. You should have heard it on the radio <laughs> load.
3: I can't stop you running.
2: I'm actually talking to somebody about potentially re-releasing that track, because ah. I, th- I think it's got strong commercial potential as well. I, I agree. It, yeah, uh, we, we're looking into it, but um, yes, it's, it's a it's a good bit of kind of arty pop, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, uh, I like yeah, that
0: one. very direct. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, it, it was a really fun, it's kind of sprawling album to make, that one, but... Yeah. But you know, still keeping it to forty minutes. You know, I didn't want to be overblown in terms of filling up a CD, or you know, the kind of attitude that a lot of bands got into in the nineties, where it was just, oh, we got got seventy six minutes to fill. Got yeah, to. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That was too. That didn't work to, for anybody. And now, uh, though it may be subliminal, people seem to have shortened it down again. CD bloat's gone away Because nobody's really thinking of CD. Yeah, anymore. it's
0: kind of going back yeah. to the, It's going back to the 38 minute Kind of optimum yeah. uh, isn't it's,
2: it? It, Right, where the, That's, you know It, it started out as a, a symphony length Basically, didn't it? An yeah. LP Yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, it's gone back to a listenable uh, Amount of music Although <laughs> I do love the odd double album The of-
3: city streets are empty now when no mama and so the songs away down low 20, 20, 20. the sound that flows into my mind the echoes of the daylight i'm everything that is alive in my
0: cup i was googling a, a date of a particular gig and um ironically it's S- almost 7 years ago to the day when I was at Genting Arena in Birmingham uh, for the best sounding gig I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Yeah, it's like Gary f- Bradshaw fucking hell. And all yeah. those those amazing visuals. Um a- an incredible gig that was Ian. seeing Jeff Lynne's ELO sound- yeah. sounding exactly like the records, which <laughs> I, I I never thought was possible. Um but I've got some I've got some searching and cheeky questions to ask you about that gig it, it made a yeah. big impression it felt to me like it was so good that has yeah. to be direct from Jeff Lynne's tapes there was so much that was straight off the grooves of Out of the Blue and New, right. World, New World Records it, that's it, it interesting. was impossibly close do you know what I mean it,
2: I, having you, you know listened to you just just say that it was the best sounding gig you've ever heard yeah I, considering that's in an arena as well yeah um our sound guide Gary Bradshaw is one of the gre- one of the best in the world mm-hmm. and um, he's been quite rightly uh, commended f- by nearly everyone that sees the kick <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised it's an amazing job he does it's a really amazing job
0: yeah and it was such such a spectacle
2: when
3: you
1: I'd like to talk about the sort of, the, the sort of recent history of, of ELO. I mean, I don't know how early you were involved. I remember seeing the, that amazing documentary, I think it was called Mr Blue Sky, and it had, it had this section where Jeff and uh, Richard Tandy were just playing the songs acoustically. Yeah, and yeah great, it wasn't was it? it was unbelievable how good that was, and Jefflyn's yeah. voice was just stunning. And I remember thinking, God... I th- because I think that was prior to any live work and thinking this yeah. This has to be a live thing. Were, were you involved at that stage or is that something no. you also watched?
2: No, but that was part, part of the story of the comeback because yes. um, that documentary had sparked a lot of interest. Right. And right. Um, I think the BBC at that point and Chris Evans really got on board with the idea of of doing a live um, ELO show of some mm. kind. But that, that was yeah, that was definitely part of what sparked the interest at the time. And he was re recording the some of the hits, wasn't he, at the oh, time yes, well. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
2: So th- it was all there was suddenly a flurry of ELO related um stuff going on and Jeff obviously had the energy for it and was feeling it. And yeah, his voice is
0: like it's like it's been preserved all yes. that time. No, exactly. absolutely. I couldn't believe uh, it when I when I saw Yeah. Uh, When I saw you guys uh, in Birmingham uh, some years ago, I couldn't believe how it was like being transported back to 77. It was incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. And, um, yeah, we all feel the same way. Uh, Not that I was there in 77, but, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, as a big fan of VLO anyway, it was like, yeah, just a thrill that you're not only you're not only performing with the mastermind of that music but you're but he's still great and he still sounds like Jeff yeah
1: was yeah. um was the Hyde Park gig in 2014 the first yeah. gig astonishing because it was all there fully formed. I mean the sound was marvellous and it was beautifully filmed, it was on TV of course. Yeah. With these it, lovely yeah.
2: tracking shots of, of Yeah, uh, we had one one week of rehearsal without Jeff and then one week with Jeff. Wow. Oh okay. And I think uh and yeah, that was it. We had maybe t- a day with the whole string orchestra. Mm. Um or maybe two days i'm not can't quite remember uh, i think jeff didn't know how it was going to go down and uh, <laughs> he was absolutely blown away by the response um
1: yes he's quite an inscrutable character it seems so it's difficult to read you know as a, as a as an observer but you could see how touched he was on i that, think on that, that
2: particular gig you can really tell because yes, he's agree, yeah. he, he's so visibly blown away by the whole thing and can't believe that <laughs> that many people want to hear his songs because it was like okay this this is something that could work mm-hmm. yeah. um and uh it worked on a big big scale and uh, it obviously inspired him he got writing and wrote some fabulous songs for uh alone in the universe album yeah i mean when i was a boy what a beautiful song
0: yeah mm-hmm. absolutely i've got i'm um, just going to briefly share something with you uh it's just it's not audio but it's uh a snap i took in, in birmingham what a, what an amazing uh stage setup with the yeah. most inc- incredible visuals yeah uh, the spectacle of having what 15 people on stage there's 12 I 12 think. yeah 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 quite something isn't it yeah yeah, it's great. Yes. How, yes,
1: how many vocal parts are there? There's a lot of people doing vocals, and I was I w- always trying to work out who's who's doing what and how how the parts are apportioned.
2: There are th- six backing vocalists, mm. right? Myself and Mel, obviously, and then you've got Mike and Lee and Milton and Joe Webb, right? Um, uh, so it's the whole kind of all, all the guitarists and uh, and Joe uh, on on keyboards. Um, right. And it means that we can do three-part stuff, double-tracked.
1: That's what I was going to ask. So that—that's—that's that's
2: um, what you so basically that's go the, for. That's the main approach okay. um, for a doubled three-part backing stack. <laughs> Obviously, I do a lot of stuff with Jeff singing underneath him or, you know, a lot of the parallel parts. Yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. sing with Jeff. Yeah. Um, and that's been an, an absolute blast because I love uh, blending with his voice. It's just such a beautiful oh. instrument. And, wow. uh, you know, he's, he's taught me so much about singing through singing with him. Right. The kind of his economy, the fact that he never over eggs anything. Mm-hmm. Uh and yet it's still so full of emotion. Really? Um, um so I've learnt an awful lot through singing with Jeff. Yeah, it's a bit of a masterclass. Yeah. Wow. Every night. There are times where we need those that stack to go in different directions so we'll have three guys doing one thing and then three doing a counter thing mm-hmm. or like Mr. Blue Sky does that. Yeah. We right. did sc- we did Strange Magic at uh, Hyde Park. I'm not sure if we've done it since or if it was just that on was the first That was beautiful. Tour. That was one of the most but beautiful. But again ones. that was so uh, then, at that point, the three part um, splits up, and you yes. have counter harmonies going on, and mm-hmm. it's all glorious. <laughs> um, when Mike was having a listen through the stuff that he was going to be doing at Hyde Park, mm-hmm. uh, mm. we were on a Heartful of Songs gig together, and he had it on in the dressing room, and I was singing along to it, and he said, "Oh, you really know this stuff," and I was like, "Yeah, I know it Inside Out. I love it Yellow," and he's like, "Ah." Mm. Oh if only there was a a part that I could find for you to do in the band. (laughs) And I sort of said, well, if you need an extra singer... And and then I sort of said, uh, oh, you know what I could do? I could help with the vocal arrangements and I could... you know, dissect them and teach them to everybody, yeah. and oh, he was flow. like, "Oh, so he had to think about it, and then he managed to f- squeeze me in." <laughs> how, oh, so, how,
1: did you reverse engineer everything from the records? Did you have the score that we talked about, or did you ask uh, Jeff? How did you actually? make Some sure of it, it
2: was reverse engineered from original records. Yeah, just just <laughs> listening, um, and then some was. Um, Based on his new arrangements, because ah, right, on course. the new recordings the, his arrangements were different. Um, so some of the live arrangements we do were based on on those, right. um, because that was currently how he was, you know, feeling the music, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but yeah, it it took a bit of dissecting, but it was it was fun, and um, and, and everyone's really on it in the band, and uh, did a great job putting it together. No, absolutely. Uh, there me- are so uh, Mel- many wonderful
0: layers. The Melanie, te- the textures are
2: amazing. Oh yeah, Melanie, who's who sings with me, is fabulous and can hear amazing detail in vocal arrangements as well. So there's times where I'll say, I'll say to her, uh, "Is that happening there, or am I imagining that note?" And <laughs> you know, she, yeah. so she's a really good. Uh, she could have easily done uh, the the same thing. You know, she's she's really good at. Um, she runs a choir she's great with vocal arrangements oh,
3: okay. and stuff. OK, OK. Sure. Hey. i a... And I, I love that,
0: that documentary where he's Recording every piece himself in in the studio, yeah. I, I thought was just astonishing.
2: Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great, and um, it's just nice to have a little behind the scenes look into it, his house and yes. how he lives. And yeah, mm. yeah, the whole thing's been a, a very strange and magical trip. It's been great. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I just hope that we do Horace Wimp one
0: day. <laughs> Oh, did you I'm, not do that? I was screaming for it from the uh, from the stands. <laughs> it makes me want to cry, that song. I think yeah, it's, it's is. absolutely beautiful. It is beautiful, yeah. I like yeah. the
1: little payoff at the end, which stops it from being too schmaltzy. <laughs> 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 Where it's he reverse, it reverses the lyric. We'll be
2: just
1: a
3: bit, fumbling, a fumbling,
2: Good job on into into the red. Really good fun. Thank Brilliant.
1: you. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was good fun. A big um,
2: undertaking with doing those vocal arrangements as well. I would have thought.
1: Well, some of them were more realised than others, but yeah. um it, like I think I said, I got a, the sheet music out of uh, Westminster Library, uh, okay. and and when I started picking picking it apart, it actually, you know, sheet music can be. Off. yes But this seemed to be right okay. to, to my ears.
0: Those harmonies yeah, it, were... it, it was much better than you'd expect. Yeah. They were actually. close. I, I, I? I was surprised because I'm, I'm very uh, um, reticent about using sheet yeah. music. I say
3: don't like cricket. The walking
0: love out now what a thrill we've had courtesy of the bbc ian over the last uh couple of weeks can i just say what an absolute thrill it was to see you and the band playing uh at the bbc uh center it was wonderful thanks yeah i think it was itv it's this morning oh okay all right uh, can i say what a thrill it <laughs> was seeing, seeing you on, uh, on itv leave uh, that bit in brilliant and then of course uh Online, we get the treat of seeing all three numbers, which were, sounded just fantastic.
2: Thanks. I thought they, they came across really well. Um, it, it was at the old BBC building, hence the oh, slight confusion. Oh, right. right, yes, um, yes. But yeah, this morning is ITV. But it it was, um, I was confused when I arrived, because it says <laughs> television centre and all this stuff when you arrive. And I thought, yeah, this is going out on three, isn't it? <laughs> what have I told my mum? <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah um it it I thought it well it was very cold actually doing it um but it, right. I thought it came out very well yeah
3: Don't you want through my words you got to show some respect Don't you want through my words cuz you ain't heard me
0: out, yeah The sound quality was was wonderful it sounded so clean and so pure It was super clean yeah Yeah it it, it was wonderful and um yeah they did it, a good job it, it felt like everyone was kind of Playing within themselves a little bit, very gentle and and very sensitive performance. Okay, great. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, great! Thank you. Yeah. I haven't and actually seen I'm them. Not in Love.
2: I've seen the other two. But it was that was the first uh, live vocal on live TV that I've ever done. So that was. Um, something you know quite a thing and I only really realized
0: afterwards I thought I'm "I'm glad I didn't think about that too much beforehand (laughs) (laughs) because that could have really put me something and something as challenging as rubber
2: bullets as well I know at that time in the morning um (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, well
0: the throat did what I asked it to so I was happy yeah it it certainly did and and what an interesting edit of I'm not in love I've, I've never I've never heard that right yes kind of um that jigsaw, that structure. Before. Well, Graham yeah.
2: does a similar structure in Heartful of Songs. Um, so you miss out the bass solo and Big Boys Don't Cry. Um, yeah. But there was, uh, we did chop the middle eight in half as well, and it was all to fit it into a certain amount of time for
0: TV. Yes. Yeah. I sure. figured that. But it's a more effective edit than the the single mix that's been doing the rounds. Uh, for for so many years, which Paul and oh, okay. I, Paul and I have, have talked about on the pod a number of times. And I we... don't
2: even think I've heard it.
0: Ooh.
1: Well, the single edit, the, the, this is the thing that sort of... it's the one, Well, is it a single edit, or it's become the
2: radio edit, really? Often you hear... I think I've got a seven-inch, and I've, I seem to remember it's just the same as oh, the, the s- album.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right, Ian. The single always was the same, but yeah. recently on the radio you'll hear yeah. a sort of truncated version, and you get okay. this... 10cc fans will get this kind of nervous feeling that it's suddenly, it's suddenly <laughs> going to jump to the second half of the last verse, and it's a horrible okay. feeling, is it? And even if it doesn't, it still half ruins a song.
0: the pleasure of baking and and, uh, transferring the original master tape of this radio edit we assumed it had been done by some kind of desperate money-grabbing radio executive but actually it's the work of Eric uh, which which was amazing but the the edit is horrific (laughs) (laughs) probably deliberately bad so it would never be used who knows but of course it it, it is uh, um, do you and feel
2: fairly safe that Eric never listens to this podcast? Is that why you're able to say that? Yeah. No,
0: no, no. We, we've we've heaped so much praise on on Eric, and, and no, I've got,
2: obviously he's yeah. done some great work.
0: But but I think they were desperate. But I I think the way that you <laughs> the way you did it a couple of weeks ago was a much much more sensitive. Okay. Uh, All right. Ed, ed, ed I ed I it really found worked. that I've, I I
2: missed I missed chop uh, the middle eight chopped in half. I felt was a little harsh, but. Mm. Um, because that's such a beautiful moment. Of I guess yeah. it's
1: it's almost got to be dark for that. It sounds a bit weird, but you know what I mean. You, you associate it with school discos, gigs yeah. in a dark hall. Yeah, you've got to have. You know, that's when you need yeah. Kathy and the
2: bass well, solo. I'm, ga- I'm glad it came across well anyway. <laughs> and um, I certainly thought that we we all played and sung well, so I was
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And um, and of course we had a a, a real thrill on Sunday, Paul. Uh, texted me and said you need to turn on Radio Two right now, uh, and there's Graham. Uh, yes, yeah, I haven't heard that, um, but he was talking to Johnny Walker, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A, a terrific chat. Great. Um, and uh, and then Graham starts talking about the Natural Wonder Revlon ad. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, and and plays the extended remix that we put together. Um, oh, great! Just for fun. It, it, yeah. Literally, it was just for fun. And there yeah. it is on the radio. Oh, um, well, how fun, and it, and it nice looks like guys. that's the one going on the
1: new compilation. Yeah, album. It must be. It's a bit like a heroes and villains part two. I mean, you you did yeah, that yeah. mix, and you just strung the most interesting bits together, okay. and that and that has de facto right. become, I think, the the mix on <laughs> the
0: record. Yeah, and I didn't even. I didn't well, the even go the Stephen
1: Desper
2: and... Um, till I die.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly yeah, that. Ex- exactly. exactly, yeah. Sometimes the the sort of the offhand accidents work out best. Yeah.
2: The weird thing was that I I
1: haven't spoken to Eric or Lyle, but I did. Speak to kevin about it that none of us can actually remember doing it and it's very strange that because i'm i'm pretty i've got pretty good memory i remember lots of things that we did um but can't remember it but it is a um, you can tell it's us i mean it, there's no doubt about it it sounds fantastic <laughs>
2: Oh well, that's congratulations to you then. That's, <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's that's good fun, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, and, just, and just lovely. And of course, we saw uh, a, a kind of enticing video, didn't we, Paul, a week ago, uh, Graham with Brian May
1: yeah ca- cackling like um just a very short and weird video of them sort of ca- cackling <laughs> like two mad scientists in brian's studio but we, we but presumably you know you know all about this forthcoming song
2: floating in heaven ian we, we, i do we, indeed if, if
1: yeah we, we will edit if whatever hasn't been released we'll edit yeah out, but um, <laughs> yes
2: graham was keeping it all under his hat for a while but then uh he, he was excited to share the news with me. Mm-hmm. I've always been a big Brian fan, so that was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and um, we, we, we did get a, a sneaky preview of it, Brian speaking in some kind of planetarium. Yeah, I uh, think
2: it was his album launch for There's a Reissue of Another World that he's ah, just oh, put out. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. right. His second yeah. solo record. The, the song sounds amazing. Yeah, he's good, isn't he, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's done a good job on those. <laughs> I'm not in love vocals as well. Uh, he's done. I'm he's done a load vocals. of loops. that. He, he oh, for, what for you guys? You mean? No, no. Well, he no. he did sing uh, yeah. for us, but no, um, Graham's and.
2: Oh, it, for the for the for the new new tune. 11. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, and it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, he's, it's so beautiful. He, Graham did tell me that he he recorded them uh, to use on another track, but he's mm. he's not he's keeping his powder completely
2: dry on that one okay well i I spotted um brian in the vocal stack later on in the tune as well yeah Um, yes he's in he's in there as well it's like oh there's there's that 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 tone that i know from all those queen records so that that was fun to spot but um yeah no it sounds great brilliant and of course we
1: should say we're recording on the 10th of may so it's uh, happy birthday to graham It's his birthday
0: today, isn't it? It is indeed. Oh, my goodness, right, Okay. superb. Happy birthday, Graham. Thank you. You teased us last time by um, bringing Yes into the conversation. Behind Mm. me is an enormous collection of Yes records. Um, Yeah, that entire wall. (laughs) Exactly, and and that's just Yes songs, uh, (laughs) because I I bought a couple of copies of that, one to to stick on a wall somewhere eventually. Of course. Um, But uh, I'm dying to hear... About your experience yeah. uh, with with stepping into Chris Squire's shoes, how did how did that happen for you?
2: Lee Pomeroy uh, plays bass in ELO and was the bass player for this new incarnation of a version of Yes, which th- when it started was called ARW or Anderson, Rabin, Wakeman, mm-hmm. um, and at some point morphed into Yes featuring Anderson, Rabin, Wakeman, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Lee uh, very kindly th- thought of me for it. I think Mike. Well, I know that Mike Stevens, um, our mutual great pal and ELOMD uh, and ex 10 cc alumni, <laughs> um, w- w- actually um, suggested th- me to Lee because Lee was trying to think of who could do the gig uh, if he wasn't, if if the if a clash came about and. Um, you need somebody with particular type of bass chops to some extent, I, I would say the, the you know, the right attitude. But also you need um, someone who can sing strong backing, backing vocals. So mm. he was tr- sort of trying to think and then but Mike had used me on a couple of depths for Lee already on take that. Um, oh, okay. so I'd played with them a few times and um, Mike said just use Ian because he, he loves yes <laughs> and and he, <laughs> and he told me the other day he said if he thinks he can't do it he'll tell you you know that's what he told Lee he said if, if Ian th- thinks he couldn't do the gig then he, I'm sure he wouldn't take it on so mm-hmm. uh, but I just said I just bit his hand off and said absolutely and then did a lot of homework you know mm-hmm. uh, learning this stuff <laughs>
0: I'll uh, say. We, Paul and I both separately came across a, a wonderful clip of you uh doing Heart of the Sunrise. Yeah. It's incredible, Ian. Oh, thank you. Well,
2: Chris Squire was you know, one of the guys for me. <laughs> um absolute absolutely my base hero. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> so it was a bit like somebody had uh had found seventeen year old me and gone, you know. Do you want to do this in, <laughs> however many years time? <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to be Chris Squire along with John Anderson and Rick Wakeman and Trevor Rabin? Yes. Not off. <laughs> yes. With, Not a,
1: off. with a capital Y as well as. Yeah, a small I mean, it right.
2: was just ridiculous, really, because you know I used to play yes songs with my my pub band when I was seventeen, eighteen. So. Um, wow. Uh, uh, Edgy. We, we, we. Oh yeah. Well, mm. we we started out as a rock covers band, and it was like a kind of party <coughs> rock covers band, and then we started doing weird <laughs> weird stuff. <laughs> and uh, we were only a three piece, and we're trying to play like Heart of the Sunrise with three of us. Um, <laughs> and our, our guitarist had bought a guitar synth at the time, oh, right. so it so was kind of was do was some, mel- some, some bits. synthy yeah. bits. Um, wow. in in between the rock riffs. But it was like a kind of hard rock version of trying to play <laughs> Yes music. Hard rock power trio. Uh, everyone singing as well, obviously. Uh, it was fun. Um, and uh, so, you know, I was obsessed with Yes from that point, from from about 17 onwards. So to, to be asked to do that gig was ridiculous. And on a side note, uh, the guy that was in... My band back in the day, the guitarist is Andy Park, who's been playing with Graham on Heartful right. of Songs.
1: Right, right.
2: Oh wow, okay. So he, uh, I asked him to dep for me. Um, I could. There was a tour that I couldn't do, um, which he, which he took on um, this year or last year. The last yeah, Heartful of Songs. Yeah, that
1: was actually we s- me and you saw Graham in October, and Andy was. Yeah. Must have been Depping for you at that point.
2: Oh right, okay, right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he did that whole tour. So he, yeah, he's he's my my pal from Sick Form College days. Uh, oh, that's
1: great. That Mike, we fantastic. used to play
2: Yes music. Um, and our drummer's gone on to do really good stuff as well. He's played with um, Tom Jones and uh, Mike and the Mechanics, and he he deps for Gary Wallace, who's the main guy on those gigs. He's he's done some great stuff. Ben Stone, and he co-wrote a track with me on. The game begins with the lights out, the, the opening track staring at the sky.
1: Right. Wow, so that was a pretty good, um, pretty good pub band then. I hope the punters realised it was a good pub <laughs> band.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I I'd don't have know. Seen it, them down and it local. was weird because, you know, it was like the 90s yeah. and it's like late 90s and we're playing all this 70s stuff and, the, and so we're these young guys. Yeah. Um, it must have looked quite odd. <laughs> you know, like, what are they doing? But we used to do cream, and you know,
0: so I'd get my Jack Bruce on, and it was yeah. really fun. Oh, amazing! And, and I saw that you were you were playing a a, a rickenbacker, weren't you? Just like Chris Squire, uh, always indeed. Did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, but, when I bought that rickenbacker, I I never thought that it it, it would uh, have any go other on purpose. To, uh, well, I never thought it would. Uh, go on to have that kind of a, a pedigree <laughs> that it would <laughs> Did you? earn its right in yeah. my collection. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, that was the reason. There was a yeah. reason I bought that
0: Rickenbacker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's my in favourite what? bass. I love it. Yeah,
0: uh, and it's got. So, it's always had that wonderful
2: aggressive sound, hasn't it? Absolutely. And Graham's a big lover of his Rickenbacker as well. Obviously. Yeah. We we both got Ricky uh, Ricky in a jazz. Um, that was one of the things we bonded on when we first met. <laughs>
0: Did you perform the fish uh, when you were touring with with Yes, or was that a no-go no go area? Um, Lee Pomeroy said that
2: um, he thought that that was going to be something that they were they would save for when he was around, like a feature th- moment sort of thing. Right. Um, I did learn long distance run around um, at John's. Uh, command uh it it was while we were touring you know it's like oh can we try long distance run around tomorrow or something like that i was like yeah (laughs) so so i learned it and um i obviously knew how it went and it's not such a tricky one but it's got a little fiddly. Section
0: Isn't that doubled on the bass? That or is that just keyboard? No, no. Right, the bass is in.
2: But getting the singing and the bass together is always the tricky thing with the S yes yeah. music. Yeah. So you know, it was not untricky. But anyway, we we rehearsed it. Sounded good. And Trevor was doing this sort of. New funky thing over the top of it, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different to what Steve had ever played. No, absolutely. Um, in a and typical uh, Raven-esque uh, fashion.
0: Yeah. I always um, <laughs> I find it very, very hard to unpick Chris Squire's amazing uh BVs because he he always yeah. writes extremely complex counterpoint harmonies, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, but they're they're real like earworms in and of themselves. Yes. But I l- I love it. Um but anyway, so we, we did run that and then he was like, and we got to the end of the song and he was like, go on then. I was like, oh, I haven't learned the fish. <laughs> because, because the way Lee had done it, it, he had already performed it by this point and he'd had, had it set up with um, his, his pedal, which had uh, delays set up so that he could, uh, not, not delays, loops, mm. so that he could build the track up live. And yes. I don't know if you ever saw Lee do it, but it no. was really good. Yeah. Um, but he so he builds up the actual arrangement from the record. Fantastic, right. yeah. With all the bass harmonies as a loop thing, and they would play around it. Uh, so very different to how Chris ever played, you know, Whitefish live. Much more um, improvised thing yeah. with, and but he used to quote all sorts of different things in it, didn't he? And, uh, yes. <laughs> It was a real fun, fun moment with for him and Alan. Um, yeah. Um, so was, the way Lee did it, it was like this: you had to really know the gear, and you had to know the track inside out. And it was a real rehearse thing. So, <laughs> so, I, so we got to the end of long distance run around. Everyone's looking at me. I'm like, I, I, well, I didn't learn <laughs> well, like that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could play a solo over that, but <laughs> I haven't learnt this in, entire. You know, technical arrangement oh. obviously and then uh, John went oh, oh well then <laughs> and then we never pl- then we never played it <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what was the what was the special moment for you uh, during a, a yes giggy and what, what what was the piece that that gave you the biggest thrill to play live uh, awaken oh.
2: yeah because you're, you're in those sort of final passages and it's just one of the most glorious pieces ever written. Yes. And it's a, it was actually the trickiest song to play as well because I've got a lot to do in that song. Um, there were bass pedals and there's one point where you're playing, I think you're playing a bass pedal in in, in a different key because my, my bass is tuned down, so... Mm. I, I, I'm having to think in two different keys at one point. That was confusing. And I'm singing as well. But wow. uh, but the, in those final, the, the final section, um, and you're singing with John, doing those Chris Squire parts underneath, it's like, just felt magical. Every night, every mm. single time we did it. And, mm. and because John's so good still, yeah. um, it just floats off into the heavens. And, <laughs> and he always just disappears off as well you know you can sort of see him his spirit flying around the room when you're doing that music it's
3: great Wish-
0: He's got a remarkably good voice Considering the, the throat problems he's had In, yeah. in, in recent years It's amazing yeah. Particularly the at the,
2: the, the high end of his range He just sounds so powerful still And so wonderful And his tuning's ridiculous uh, In a good way <laughs> yeah. um, And to sing with him and Trevor as well Was a real thrill Because they're both great singers mm. uh, So it was a very it was a very in tune uh, vocal unit it felt really good it mm. felt really good every night to sing with them it was and the the whole thing like a pinch me situation the only thing that that changed it from being um sometimes from being a, a glorious dream was the fact that i'm constantly on my toes with the material just trying to nail it you know yeah. so <laughs> yeah. there's a nerve element particularly the first um japanese run i did with them yeah um by the time we were doing the the um european dates uh, on, on the second little leg I did with them I was a I was a bit more relaxed with it um but only so relaxed
1: well yeah <laughs> you, you, said, you, the look, you look really comfortable I think that heart of the sunrise clip was from Norway um, yeah well
2: you that's part of the uh, the trick always oh, look yeah. like oh yeah always I mean, look like you're all over it yeah keep keep smiling because there's nothing worse than the, the
1: audience looking at a very nervous looking musician that's going <laughs> to no, feed, exactly. feedback exactly. straight away isn't it
2: yeah 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 yeah, sure. yeah. but so, the, but the, but the enjoyment is <clears throat> is always real of course uh if if you see
0: me enjoying myself that's always real yeah brilliant yeah. just uh, one one more yes question for yeah. me uh, uh, Ian, uh and um thanks for indulging my interest here um, silly question, but how come Steve Howe's not involved? It felt very yesy that lineup um, oh, that's good um I, well, there's two camps, as you know,
2: yeah, and uh Steve's got <laughs> a very functional touring version of the band um and I would i I know that there's politics that go back years between him and John and him and Rick, and too much. Uh, gone on in the past that that, that for him it's probably a situation of he would rather have a a band that he can choose its direction and not have to you know be one of a few people but rather well you know he, he hasn't got those personalities to deal with and the clashes that come with that combination of Musicians. It's a disparate bunch of guys who play in a disparate bunch of styles, <laughs> but just make a glorious, glorious sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I felt very lucky to be involved um, in this sort of branch of the Yes story at a point where everyone was getting on really well. Mm. So that was really nice because they were enjoying each other's company and um, and just laughing together. You know, just Rick and John and Trevor, everyone's just having a good, great laugh. Um and myself and and uh, Lou, uh, who's a, you know the drummer on it, great drummer. Um, it's just like just good vibes, and uh, I know Lee would have been a part of that as well. You know, a yeah. massive part, massive part of that because he's such a great character, really funny guy.
0: And it's only a shame that uh, they didn't need two bass players because it <laughs> would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it must be such a laugh being in a band with with Rick Wakeman, crikey
2: yeah he's just always always joking <laughs> <laughs> like never not joking yeah <laughs> um yeah it, it's a bundle of fun and uh but honestly they were all really good company and jo- they all indulged me with stories and knew that i was a fan and um and and didn't mind uh when when i would ask them you know geeky questions from the <laughs> olden days and um they yeah they, they were all good company and uh, uh trevor and i particularly got on really well and uh, it, uh it, you know we hung out quite a lot on tour it was great
0: yeah
2: he's a really funny guy trevor Rabin, really funny yeah. it doesn't come across so much in interviews uh i, I when i've seen him uh, uh he can come across as quite serious but um i think that's him doing his um best behavior <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> he's certainly a talented guy. I remember um, I'd never heard of him uh, at the time that 90125 came out. But I thought, bloody hell, who's this? Incredible.
2: He's a massive talent and a sweet, sweet guy. A lovely, lovely fella. Yeah. But, yeah, they're they're all great. And I I just, yeah, had the time of my life. And the last gig was the O2. And uh, a bunch of friends, including my old drummer from... Uh, from back in the back in, days back in the days yeah came came along with his dad, who got us into yes oh, um, so it was great. a beautiful like full yeah. circle thing, wow, amazing
0: like the time
3: away, you to me.
0: leading on from what you've uh, what you've uh, said just now, Ian, I wanted to ask a a, a cheeky and maybe a controversial question. You can choose to answer, you can choose t- to make me edit it out, but I-, I wanted to bring it up because it's kind of a, an, elef- an elephant in the room. Um, after your, your great TV appearance a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was lots and lots and lots of activity on the, uh, on the Facebook group, the NCC Facebook group, which I know you saw, um, and there were loads of people um, praising it. Obviously, for, for oh your, no, I didn't. Yeah, see, I didn't see that. Or for that's, your, vocal, that's uh, good. your vocal ability and uh, etc. Um, how well the band sounded, etc. But there's always, always this undercurrent of of negative comments about. Yeah, there's the,
2: always going to be that with bands that have been around for a long time. I I understand the point of view of somebody who who wishes they could see all the original members of their favorite band on stage. Hmm. Um, but the the fact is that what what we have got in the case of 10cc and in and, and in the case of a lot of other um, bands that have been going for a long time is a version of it which has a lot of credibility in its musicality in its delivery in the spirit in you know maintaining the spirit I think of of 10cc because we all give it everything we got we we love the music and and play it with a lot of heart we've obviously got Paul and Rick who go back such a long way uh with the band as well. So there's there's a lot going for the the current incarnation. I and I I understand why some fans can be negative uh because they just want an ideal world where their pop idols from their the glory days are still doing what what they know them for. Mm. Things move on. I think we do a great job of it. And, I've, you know, when Graham and I met, he could tell that I spoke the same musical language as him. So that's why I'm involved, you know. Yeah. Mm. It's more than just that I can sing the songs, I think. It's that I I have a connection to the music.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, you've got the 10cc heart. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Beautifully said, Ian. And it's interesting that so many people, including uh, Harvey, I seem to remember, Paul, Said that when he saw saw the band a few years ago, it was the best he th- that they'd ever sounded, uh, which yes. was quite something to say.
2: Well, uh, we've had that we had that on this last tour as well. We've had emails from people saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard recordings of Mark II and I thought, wow, I mean, it's astonishing because they've got a real energy, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so as a live band, I really love what they did, mm. um, and again, that's with no godly or cream. Yeah. Um, and we're in a, in a new phase now, but the new phase has been for the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, you know, it's a damn good band.
1: I mean, you, I'd ha- I'd anyone that, that, that goes to
2: see it doesn't come away thinking, oh, they couldn't play or <laughs> they, you know, that, it, that's the thing. It's, it's only people who, who are kind of browsing the internet and going, well, that's not the guy I remember from the olden days.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. And, and how else are you going to hear those fucking brilliant tunes live?
2: Well, quite. So, it, and of course, people are always jumping to the defence of the band and to any band that's still going, that has that doesn't have all its original members, which <laughs> is pretty much all Not old none. bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and and it's going to be interesting to see how the industry moves on because
3: mm.
2: there will be more and more of that, but there will also be, I think, versions of bands where. The baton has been passed on so that there are there are just new members, mm. um, or, or members that weren't on the original record, but there's some kind of lineage. Yeah, you, you know, can,
1: you can see there's that gonna happening. Be that,
2: there's going to be that. There's going to be official brands going out, w- which are like, you know, okay, this band says whoever still owns the name of whatever band will be putting out a version and saying, I, I, I yes. You know, I approve this, and that—that's that, going to happen. You—you you got official tribute bands already, Queen yep. Extravaganza being the first one that I was aware of, mm-hmm. where they—they they took the the tribute thing seriously and and thought we could have another touring outfit going out, and mm. you know, Roger Taylor's nailed that one. Um, oh, so they're they they an official
1: sort of... Yep. Th- I didn't yeah. realise that. Okay,
2: that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and R- Roger was instrumental in putting it together. Wow. Mm.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so there's going to be all kinds of variations on uh, what, what classic rock, or however you want to mm. put it, is going to look like as a touring thing... I agree. ...in, and in, it, in the next little while. And we're in a really interesting period right now where we're seeing some of those possibilities come about. Yeah,
0: um, the Ian Hornell avatar will be touring simultaneously in in the uh, in five continents that's it yeah yeah well, y- yeah
2: well, they can't afford the eric stewart avatar <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: so well yeah you joke but that's
2: my th- nfts are a lot cheaper <coughs> than his <laughs> it,
1: it is an interesting thing isn't it because the the eagles for example yeah bring in is it glenn fry's son
2: yeah glenn fry's son for yeah. the kind of the 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 kind of look of it and the to have some sort of a people, people connect with that idea of there's a continuation because it's yeah. family. Yep. Um, like Jason Bonham did with yep. with Zeppelin, Genesis, yeah.
0: of course. Uh, Genesis. Yes, of course. Yeah.
2: Um, and um, and uh, they had um, uh, what's his name? Great country. Oh, uh, um, Vince Gill. Yes, I mean oh, he's a yeah. superb vocalist so, and, and actually he's doing most of the heavy lifting Vocally in that set And it's fantastic, I mean it sounds brilliant yeah. it, With it's, They made it work mm. It's not Glenn Fry, But he can't be with us It,
1: it will um, be interesting to see what happens yeah. in
2: the next Fleetwood Mac was the really I was going to say, say that Finn how, how do
0: you replace Lindsay Finnwood Mike
2: <laughs> Was how they ended up Neil Finn and Mike Campbell Drafted in Mm. To replace Lindsay So that was interesting um, So you've got these kind of You've got so, sort of supergroup Versions of Of already supergroups Yeah It's it yeah. a really interesting You know Combinations of ideas Of, of how bands can g- Go on putting their Thing out there In mm. some form or another mm. um, And yeah it'll be, it'll be fascinating To see how that all evolves <laughs>
0: I'm in St. Albans. Yes, I, I was going to ask you about that. I was watching your showcase gig for, for last year's album. Don't happen to know Liam Newton, do you, Ian? I recognise that name. He, he, He's he,
1: the bi- biographer of the band, and he lives
2: in St. Albans. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. One, that'll be why I recognise the name. Okay. Right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, in fact, I need to read that book. Um, yes. And I, I, I must say... Just to interrupt what we were talking about. <laughs> um, I've been really enjoying the, not, not the lol cream uh, episode because I haven't got there yet, but the, 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 um, the previous uh, podcast I, I stuck it on this morning. I've been listening to it as I've been getting ready and oh, uh, God. around <laughs> it's with Ch- Charlie Thomas. Um, yes. And, uh, but,
0: uh, uh, yeah. We had such a lovely chat with him.
2: Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, it's, I mean, I, 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 I must say I really enjoyed, you know, hearing what you did with Paul Canning as well. So I've heard a couple of things that you've done before. But, the, but the, yeah, the Charlie Thomas one is really interesting. And um, why, now why did I start thinking about that? Because you mentioned Liam Newton. Yes. Um And, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I, I really uh, enjoyed his documentary. And mm. uh, it's nice hearing a little bit more behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, ar- around all of that because it's it's a fascinating. Uh, I, I like you could have done with a lot more than sixty minutes. You know,
0: <laughs> and and Absolutely. I'm I'm always asking Graham for
2: for the stories from yeah, back in the day. Bad. And like and like uh, it was either it was either one of you guys or Charlie that said that um he's very. Uh, He's got very kind of strong memories, and he's 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 quite a reliable source of the history of things. So um, I've always loved getting the lowdown on things from him. I've loved nice to talk to you. I loved every minute it's been brilliant but a beer a beer must happen it oh must. yeah
1: we'll have to do well yeah you're in the south but I guess we'll be able to meet up one, one time or another hopefully when is 50cc remind me two shows Friday June the 24th and Saturday June the 25th in Stockport so it'd be wonderful to see you or any of yeah. your
2: musical yeah. mates yeah bless you yeah um, oh, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be fun if I could make it I'll,
0: I'll see what happens it's great <laughs> stuff Brilliant yeah. stuff. Right, enjoy the rest of the day, chaps.
2: Yeah, cheers. See yeah. you.
3: Yeah. Sure. Bye bye bye. Cheers, Paul. The things we
0: You've been listening to the Consequences podcast, produced by Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. Thanks for listening. Hands like
3: heaven, hands, like knees like trees.
2: Like so I became a bit of a beatle nut at that point, and <laughs> uh, and then subsequently went went on to get, get very into the Beach Boys and everything Beach Boys related. So they're a big love of mine as well.
0: Well, you see the top shelf and, uh, of my record collection there. That's all Beach Boys. There. Can you oh, see I that? See, the, the you see Smile. Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Smilebox. Paul, yeah. and, Paul and I met through the Beach Boys, uh, 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 playing at, 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 at the the a Beach convention. Yeah. yeah, at a convention, and, and uh, they've been a constant, a constant love affair. Um, yeah, um, well, spent, for,
2: all, for all three of us, by the sound of it.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I spent the whole weekend rehearsing up for a gig um, in a couple of weeks' time with uh, my Beach Boys tribute band, Surfs Up. It was oh God, we were rough as old boots. Uh, three years, three years of kind of sitting on our asses with it, and we thought, you know, it's about time we got together and rehearsed. <laughs> it You're was... a brave man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, they said, Sean, oh. seriously, you can't want to start with heroes and villains. And I said, yeah, I do. It's a great opener. <laughs>
2: Brilliant opener. No, but you got to do our prayer first.
0: We did. We, uh, but th- we're going for a hits, uh, a hits thing. This okay. time round. So we're throwing in Friends and Lady Linda, would you believe? Uh, yeah. and, and Breakaway. Things like that. Oh boy, you jump for joy, you breakaway. We need a beer, don't we, basically? Yeah, I would love that.
2: A- I'd love that because, really, I've just enjoyed talking bullshit with you both. It's been great. Yeah,
0: same <laughs> here, same I, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, we mean that in, in the nicest Oh yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Now I could talk about this stuff all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: get, I get the feeling there's not that many you can talk to about it. That's what. That's the vibe I'm getting. That's the like... thing. I've got one
2: <laughs> friend who is a real Beach Boy nut, and ev- and that's it. I've got one friend. Right. You know. So okay. now I've got
0: two more. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and of course, Paul and I have got a, an address book full of the the, the buggers. Cause,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, because it, of your it, band. It, it, it,
0: no because of the conventions we used to hang out okay at. yeah uh we met i mean there's some lovely lovely people and so many of those people we met at the conventions are our you know our, our best chums nice it's, it's been fantastic yeah we were there the
1: day that brian played at the stomp convention in 1988 which wow. was a- absolutely stunning well, in, in, the, in the uk yeah in the uk yes. wow uh Landy was there but in the background. Wow. It was a, m- the most marvelous thing by the organizers. The curtains went back and there was he was actually playing Sean's DX7 or rented DX7. <laughs> and there was <laughs> Brian with bless him on a little kind of plastic table this keyboard with his legs. You know how he, when he gets nervous his legs go in and out really quick like yeah. that. Um, singing uh, Surfer Girl, Love and Mercy and Nighttime. Wow. But it was it was so emotional oh that the crowd God. just kind of it was absolutely
2: incredible. I
1: uh, thought we'd surprise you today. Yeah.
2: He didn't do any of his dodgy dancing then?
1: No, he didn't do the kind of the, the, the leather trouser dancing. I mean, no, uh, wow.
2: That was, <laughs> that's something, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, yeah. that is out there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That is out there. That's one of my favourite <laughs> Brian clips. <laughs> I was
3: sitting in a crummy movie With my hands on my chin
0: So Pet Sounds, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
3: Go- of
2: course. Yeah, of course Pet Sounds. It's a masterpiece. And But the, the thing is, I, and I know that you're not meant to say that probably if you're a Beach Boys uh, nerd like I am, but... Um, <laughs> it's just track for track the most glorious thing ever recorded,
0: I think. Well, here, here! But for me, head says Pet Sounds, ears say Sunflower, <laughs> and my heart and stomach say Love You. Right. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, is that, con- is that controversial as well? To get you everywhere through the ringer
2: okay well head head is smile really for me
0: mm. ah, okay, uh, but
2: heart is pet sounds and uh, and I thought that was echoed when Brian came and toured the did you see the tours yeah, yeah, Brian doing pet sounds it, it was a real uh, moment that was the first time he was over here, wasn't it um yes uh, that was just wonderful um and then smile was just astonishing to hear all that music uh, you Know in of a piece, um, yeah,
0: that was probably my joint best live experience. I would say The of, Smile of, of My gig Life
2: might be the best show I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so that music I find to be the most exciting, astonishing music, uh, like in terms of pop music that's, that's ever been made. Pet Sounds is less exciting, but it's it's just got so
0: much heart, and uh, I just adore no, it. No, absolutely, what's your guilty pleasure, Beach Boys wise? <laughs> Kokomo. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to play. Crikey! It's a brilliant song. It's a great song. Beach
2: Boys. Beach Boys fans are just you know got a bug up their ass about it. It's be- yeah, it's, and, it's, and the yeah, fact it's that it's
0: Mike Mike Love as it's well. It's Mike you know, Led Even though the it's, Mike
2: the Mike haters right, blah blah. Even though blah. it's mostly a John Phillips song, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And How it's it's quite a
2: cheesy record, but then it was the, it was in the eighties, and exactly, and it was a, and it was in a movie. It was in a movie, and it's very very pop. Um, but you know, when Carl's voice comes in in the chorus, I mean, forget about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, yeah.
2: So that's my guilty pleasure, Beach Boys wise. But I don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I will happily. I can talk Beach Boys to the cows. Cows come home, but. Uh, the, there's glorious bits all throughout their career, um, and um, yeah, the surfing stuff is wonderful. And the, even from the beginning, you got those very introspective tracks, and then, and then, mm. and then, of course, the post uh, Smiley Smile stuff—that's really kind of not even given the light of day very much. But the Beach Boys fans, but it should be, shouldn't love it. It's it really should until be. they until they got a little bit lost back in. When uh, Endless Summer came out and then things took a bit of a turn, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. It was, that, that was, that was the gift that kept on taking really, wasn't it? That it
1: yeah. It, it sort of took, it took them in a, they, yeah, took them down a set of tram lines and they were unable it, to get, gave... get off that train.
2: Well, it gave Mike the, the impetus to say, well, the, the, the excuse to say, you know, this is what people love about us. It's been, it's been verified by this massive selling record. So, um, Let's let's stop worrying about finding ourselves in now as a '70s band, and let's just yeah. be what we are.
0: But but that said, I love what's happened in the last few years, particularly last year, yeah. with the the Feel Flows box set. I know, but a a existing in the first place because it nearly didn't. Yeah, and then the fabulous reception, and it's my it's my favourite box set. It's just really really fantastic. I think
2: it is really really good. Um, and there were some real surprises on there, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not our. I've lo- I, I have I, I do love the box set, but we're talking about uh, we're talking. About, that's something that's going to appeal to such a tiny fraction of people compared to you know the people that would say Surfing USA. Well, not or just that, but the 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 many many people that would put God only knows in the
0: in their top five songs of all time.
2: Yeah, that's right, and
0: and there there are many of those, aren't there? I could I could happily sit here and talk about the Beach Boys all day, (laughs) and and it would it would it would please about seven of our of our listeners. Uh, So, hello, all seven Uh, (laughs) of you. Uh, But can we? um, But yeah, I love love you, by the way, as
2: well. Obviously,
0: Uh, of course,
2: of course. It trails off a bit at the end, but although, um, yeah, but it's only the last. As many of their albums do, but um, but you know, some of the best stuff is on side two. So you know, you've got. Night was so no, young. No so young, was. obviously, and um uh, I bet he's nice. They're the t- oh, two beautiful and, and solar system, they're my f- three favourite tracks on the record. Sure.
1: The thing about Love You is, I know we're not yet <laughs> not talking about the beach Boys, it's one of those it's it's for a musician, when you sort of start to pick your way through the the songs on piano, yeah, you that's when I realised how wonderful it was. How, you know, the way, the architecture, the chords and the changes. Sure. I don't the know whether chord, you've ever chords, uh, I mean, wow, and, and it, it is as wonderful as the, the early stuff. It's just um, sort of... Badly pres- pres- Well, yes, presented in a in a crackpot way, as, as Robert Criscow said. Uh, um, it is cra- described it.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's badly sung, although bits of it probably <laughs> are. But um, yeah. it's certainly rough around the edges. But it. Yes. But it. It's it, sort of that all works for the record. Oh, I it think. sure
1: does. In Spades, it's a. It's a Brian so unfiltered Brian, isn't it? And if you love Brian, in, Brian, it, little...
2: in that snapshot, um, yeah. yes, in mid seventies when he's he's obviously inspired. Um, mm. he's it's writing right, yes. again, and, 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 and um, um, he's, he's got, got so, so much. much to, to give, give, but of course he's <laughs> not working with a lyricist <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: I'm, but I'm glad he didn't yeah, do you know what I mean, because yeah. we get such an honest slice, we had real fun we, we did the, the whole album live about oh, wow. 15, yeah we did, about 15 years ago I've been telling Darren Sahanaja that they need to do it live as well no, I know, and he's and da- Darian's been talking about that for years. But we <laughs> we we stuck our heads above the parapet and uh, we did a couple of gigs in Leicester and and Scotland. God, it was fun. We had a three synth players. Um, oh great! And yeah, and and it was just wonderful. Uh, we tried to do it as faithfully as we could, and 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 um, with equally bad vocals. And <laughs> uh, but it was just tremendous fun doing you know honking down the highway was a, yeah. a highlight you know that's another then, great one yes and as, a, as our encore you'll like this we did uh just once in my life from 15 big ones oh yeah great there's a lot of i want
1: Which really so, fits, and that would have been a good last track, actually. But I suppose it wouldn't yes. have fit. It wouldn't. It, it
0: wouldn't have fitted. It's a cover, it, isn't it, it, it? So it so. would be a Sloop John B. Still, a, still downs, I dream
1: I? of it. Would have been a good closer for Love You, but hey. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, oh, here we are. We're getting now, all misty-eyed, now aren't we? That's an amazing song.